Welcome to Belong in the USA podcast. I am your host, Sabrina Teichman. Belong in the USA is a podcast that explores identity in the United States through the experiences of immigrants and first-generation Americans. This is Season 1, Episode 5. Season 1 is focused entirely on the infamous question, where are you from? Which is all too often asked without even thinking sometimes out of genuine curiosity and other times as a microaggression. If you've ever been frustrated by the question, where are you from? Or even if you haven't really thought that much about the question, you're really going to enjoy this season. If you love the stories and conversations on Belong in the USA as much as I do, leave a review, subscribe, and share this episode and check us out on Instagram at Belong in USA. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Joining me today as my special guest on Belong in the USA is Genti. Genti, who had to leave the country he was born due to civil unrest, has had to move several times until he finally settled in the United States of America, a place he is very proud to now call home. We had a very interesting conversation when I asked him the question, where are you from? So whether you are lounging in your favorite spot or taking a stroll around the block, I want you to leave your worries and most importantly, your preconceived notions behind. Happy listening. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? I uh, originally am from Albania. It's a little country in the Balkans. It's between Greece and Italy. Uh, I have moved uh, quite a lot (laughs) through my uh, life experience for work, uh, mainly for school. Uh, I, uh, I moved, uh, my family and I moved originally in Greece, and then from Greece, I um, was awarded a scholarship uh, to go and study law in Italy. It's a town called Padua. It's renowned for their uh, law school. It's near Venice, uh, about two and a half hours away from Milan, because everybody knows Milan and Florence. <laughs> so, and uh, from there, I worked uh, for a few uh, months in Germany. Then I moved uh, to Washington, D.C., where I lived for uh, almost four years. And now I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Can I ask you, where are you from? Do you, do you feel like immediately it's Albania is the answer in your mind? Or do, do you... Do you sort of pause because you lived a lot of places? Right, right. So th- this is a great question. Uh, actually, when I thought about this, like when uh, when people ask me about this, I uh, I'll have to admit I'm a little bit hesitant because I don't know what to answer. I, do, do I answer? I moved here from Italy, and uh, you know I have been here now for ten years, and I feel absolutely a citizen of this. Uh, great country of the United States. I'm a huge advocate. But, um, or, or do I tell the whole story as I did with you? So do I, do I engage five minutes to tell who I am and what I did so that the picture, uh, so the picture is there and people get a great, uh, a great understanding? Or do I just cut it there and say, yes, I, you know, I moved here uh, from Italy and I'm working and studying here. I'll have to say that there is a lot of, um, a lot of curiosity when people, especially they hear a different accent and they want to understand where you come from and uh, what part of culture you are because 
because you you represent a, a, a new a, a new fact for them. So how often would you say you're asked this question? I've been asked this question while I've been with my wife, right? And my wife insists that I tell the whole story where I come from because she finds it unique and everything. Uh, mostly it's for that because, you know, people, uh, as soon as you open your mouth, you are saying something and it's totally a different, you know, phrase in a different sound from what you hear every day and uh, they uh, they want to hear more and they want to you know they get an interest uh, about you um, some other times especially through my you know journey moving around uh, I was uh, asked because you know I uh, was in a different country and uh, you know um, there were challenges many times we had to apply for our uh, you know for our citizenship for the equivalent of the green card so there was more of a question of, of a direct question you know where it was more let's say through parentheses more legally concerned interesting so does it bother you when people ask you where are you from or does it sort of make you feel a certain way? And I, underst I understand what you sort of just explained that the context has changed throughout your life in terms of how you feel that question was asked of you. But right. I I'd love to hear a little bit more about how it makes you feel. Uh, as you said before, uh, my experience is a little bit I'd say diverse, not unique. There are a lot of people who travel, a lot of people who, you know, uh, go around the world nowadays in, in uh, search of opportunities and, uh, and integration. I'm a huge believer of integration. I, 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 uh, I think that the only way to um, uh, engage in a community, to penetrate a community, is to learn as much as you can about their culture in every uh, in every state that I traveled, I, I was very fond of the language. I wanted to learn about the history, about the culture of that country and uh, have as many friends as I could, right? Uh, so that I could become part of that community, not stay isolated in, in uh, in my own thoughts, that helps a lot. It's it's a great uh, it's it's a great incentivizer. Uh, when I moved from Greece, now the story is a little bit unique. I didn't know a single word, right? I I, I didn't know absolutely nothing. Uh, so I would go there and. Um, uh, during the challenge that we had, I had to start working immediately, right? My family had started working in this restaurant and they just threw me there, you know, said, hey, just, just work, you know. And uh, how do you work in a restaurant when people ask you for a glass of water or, or, or food, right? How do you manage that? So uh, it was pretty hard. It was very hard. Sometimes I'd send the wrong beverages. I thought it was uh, some kind of beverage. I'd send the wrong beverage. And uh, there were comments made, you know, there were comments uh, made uh, usually that I probably couldn't even understand at the time. Uh, that, uh, that was uh, something that made me even more keen in learning the language in more, uh, you know, more uh, absolute about um, becoming part of the community. Greece is a beautiful country. They have a very Asian culture, always uh, pleasure to read for the fans. And... Uh, 
sometimes while I started in grading the in the uh, in the with the language uh, in the few months, like in the first three months, I started speaking fluently, but I still had an accent. So the 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 word would come uh, frequently. Where are you from? From the clients, you know. Some of them were interested in my background. Some of them were uh, would just wanted to know uh, at the time. Let's not forget that there was, um, you know, uh, every time I see, you know, media and news, uh, there was a huge uh, impact of news from um, uh, when I left. It was uh, 1997, Albania, it was in a, a civil unrest. Uh, there was a lot of media uh, talking about this phenomenon in Greece, even though uh, people didn't know who we were, they immediately had, uh, let's say, a preface of media that were moving and that we were in search of new opportunities and were the next generation immigrants. Just curious, how many languages do you speak, Genki? So I speak about uh, five languages. Wow. <laughs> the language, so I speak, them, but the language is so big, like the more you speak of it, the more, the, 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 the more in depth you go. So you've talked about how you've put a lot of effort in, in every place you've lived to really try to learn about the local community, the customs, the culture, I mean, learning new languages. Um, right. so, many, so many Americans are, are excited to know one or two additional languages beyond English, uh, let alone five. Um, but you're, you still talked a little bit about how sometimes you felt like you were asked this question um, more so from maybe not such a positive place because of some of that political dynamics going on with um, immigrants or migrants moving out of Albania. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how that made you feel? Uh, right. It was, um, um, it was um, uh, you know, automatically when you are seeing a boy in their 17, 18 working two, three shifts, uh, people wonder like, uh, you know, they're kids. So they're they are in their own community. And one day you just appeared there and uh, you want to work with them and you want to, uh, you, want to uh, you know, advance in that community. You want to pass that phase of second class citizen. That's the ambition when you, uh, when you move forward. And um, people are interested. Uh, there are many elements. Uh, so, uh, you know, tomorrow, for example, if you are, as we are now in the United States, and you hear that there is this huge wave of immigrants coming because there is an unrest in our neighbor country, automatically in your mind, uh, you know, uh, goes the, the safety, right? How safe are you about this? You know, how, who are these people? So uh, the, the the way I saw this, and uh, and thank you to the to the institutions like the European Union or or other initiatives that I had the opportunity to to study because we we didn't have the financial capabilities at the time. Uh, I, uh, uh, I I learned a lot. I read a lot, and and um, I tried to make an example. Uh, to 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 show uh, to show my friends my you know my my people that I I knew that who we were uh, so to to know the individual uh, by 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 who they are not what we think but the prejudice that you know we have in our minds sometimes that you know uh, people coming or moving in uh, huge waves from a country they they might uh, you know be dangerous or otherwise. 
Wow. And the, the fact that you were doing that at such a young age, I mean, you said you were 17, 18 years old. Right. You're not only working to make money to help support your family, but also thinking about how can I best represent um, my, my original country, my country of birth. Uh, that's, all, that's heavy. That's a lot for a teenager. Um, I'm kind of curious, as fast forward a bit, how, have, how has your experience been in Ohio? Uh, in terms of how you feel, uh, you know, when you're asked the question, where are you from, as you've integrated yourself into um, living in Ohio? It has been quite, uh, you know, pleasant, would say, because I moved here to study at the Ohio State University. I finished my bachelor's there. I brought my credits from the uh, law school. And um, honestly, people were just curious. They were curious about the, it would start with the accent and where do you live? I probably, 70, 80% of the people didn't know where Albania is. They uh, wanted to know more about it. They wanted to know, you know, what uh, the, 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 uh, the country, where the borders, uh, where we are. Um, and um, uh, it started all from there. So very, very, uh, so uh, I have to say this, that while probably sometimes uh, during my early years of immigration experience, that question uh, was a little uh, many times asked, uh, while I uh, came and I, I moved forward, um, while I came in America, for example, I, when I worked in DC, I worked, uh, I managed a restaurant. Um, and uh, people would uh, would ask for it, and they would compliment me, for example, for for moving in the United States, and you know all this that all these things came automatically. I I didn't even think, you know, about this topic. So we are obliged. We we go on like on a on a mood that we have to survive, and we, we know we have to work ten hours, twelve, whatever it takes. And um, that made me feel proud about it. That made me feel very well. And I have to say that in the United States, that was a great feeling. It was not anymore about where you come from uh, and then you relate it maybe to a status, but uh, who you are and what's, what's, what's your story. So I'm going to flip the question around on you just a little bit. Why do you ask the question to other people? You know, ha have you asked, where are you from? And wh why do you ask it? <laughs> I very, very seldomly, for obvious reasons you can understand, ask the question, where are you from? Very, you know, uh, very rarely. And it probably might be for, you know, work or uh, it doesn't cross my mind. I, I have always lived uh, in a very diverse background of friends. So we, uh, I remember when we had this, uh, in Italy, they have this um, house students, right? I, I don't know how it's organized in the United States, but it should be a similar thing where you have, uh, where many students come. So our apartment at the time had uh, one from Albania, one from uh, France, one from Spain, one from Germany, and one from Portugal. So we are living together as a community. It was a beautiful thing. We would exchange vacations to each other. And then we participated to this uh, Erasmus program that uh, you would go one year in one country, study, and then a friend of yours would come to your university. Um, I, I, I very rarely ask that question 
maybe sometimes I might have just guessed uh, from because from the language, you know, speaking the language of that country. Uh, but I am curious to know because uh, it's, uh, you know, especially when, uh, you know, you are in an environment who your friends are and uh, work-wise, it's uh, probably something intuitive that comes around. So you said that you don't really ask the question for a couple different reasons, but mostly because you're so used to being around people from all over the place. It's not right. something that pops in your mind. What are some of the ways that you, uh, what are some of the questions that you typically find yourself asking people just to learn more about them? Because I think in a lot of ways, where are you from is often a, a way to start a conversation. So I'm just sort of curious, what are some ways you think you find yourself, uh, some uh, questions that you ask? <laughs> So I, uh, I, I love traveling. Uh, I have uh, traveled in, uh, you know, in, uh, as much as, I've, uh, as I could through my life for pleasure too, once it became, uh, you know, poss possible. Uh, my interest usually consists in uh, uh, talking about different countries, different experiences in other countries, like starting from food or, you know, museums or whatever people find an interest in it. Um, uh, I think it's a great, uh, it's a great um, start uh, to get to, to know people and what they think about, you know, sharing experiences. I think it's the most valued uh, sign of conversation. Uh, and from there, uh, everything starts. So if somebody, for example, uh, asks me, oh, have you been, I don't know, in Greece or in Italy? Oh, and then, why but why you know you have seen like five countries so what's the story so it's a much more i'd say uh, leveled way in arriving at the uh, in getting to know people as an immigrant yourself uh right. to several countries actually not just right, to the united right. states <laughs> recently uh you know we've, we've had a new change in administration in the united states and the new administration just announced that they are going to legally change the word uh alien to immigrant uh in in the u.s sort of uh, immigration system i think uh coming from um as you said coming from a story and the background of immigration it's uh, always uh, great to see when there are initiatives uh towards immigration right uh, and uh, I, I as i said before i believe in the in the strong integration in in people getting active on the communities helping learning the language becoming part of that community and uh when these policies encourage that i think it's uh, it's uh, it's an amazing thing because it gives an opportunity and right talking about opportunity united states it's stands alone in this uh, in this platform all over the world uh, it's it's a great thing if you still are out there as i was uh, you know 20 years ago try and i had no idea that probably I'll travel all these countries and study in these uh, schools. There's still hope, you know, you can do that with hard work and studying and giving your example each day, you can, uh, you can um, arrive there. Uh, I believe that when each of us gives his own example, because we cannot change the world in one day, but we give our own example by progressing, by working, by becoming part of the communities, then uh, the policies are, uh, you know, friendly for us. They, uh, they become one part um, of our, um, 
of, um, of our life, uh, of our progress. Uh, becoming, uh, as far as uh, the terminology is concerned, uh, I have heard this very, you know, very uh, many times across my life, right? That whenever, for example, in Greece, there'll be a new regulation that uh, uh, it's for, you know, for foreigners, for aliens, for immigrants, right? Um, to be honest, uh, the terminology might sometimes be a little bit, you know, might uh, be a little bit frustrating because, you know, I don't feel a foreigner uh, in the United States or, I, or in Italy or in Greece. I was living there. I was part of that community. Uh, but but uh, immigrant, it's, I think it's, an, uh, it's, uh, it's something that uh, people, it, it shows uh, opportunity, it shows immigration, it shows uh, somebody who works hard. And I think uh, it's, it's, um, it's important that uh, we pay attention even these, to these details. So do you think it will help sort of change some perspectives and views on immigrants in the United States? Uh, based on my experience, I think it gives a signal that uh, uh, they are part uh, of the community. They are being heard. Uh, they uh, and uh, it's it's an incentivizer for these people to you know uh, work harder, uh, you know feel more, uh, uh, you know part of everyday actions uh, rather than, uh, for example, uh, when I. Uh, if somebody were to tell me, uh, for example, you are a foreigner or an immigrant, I would prefer the word immigrant because it's honor, it's work, it's insistence, it's progress. Foreigner, I, I'd like, uh, it's, you know, a word that means that, you know, uh, I don't want to go in, I want to stay politically correct here, but uh, I, I want to feel part of that community rather than not. So it's a word that makes you feel like you don't belong, huh? As a foreigner, you mean, right? Yes, as a foreigner. Uh, I, I believe so, and uh, that uh, that feeling is shared by many by many uh, you know uh, people who have migrated around the world. Uh, everybody wants to feel. Uh, so if I might, uh, if I came to United States, it's because I love United States. I wanted to be part of this uh, uh, opportunity. I wanted to work hard. I wanted to be recognized. So uh, you want to feel, and you when you give everything to that, uh, to that, uh, you know, uh, uh, effort. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you hear that, you know, the community is thinking about you, I think it's, uh, it's a very good thing. You know, Genti, listening to you talk about your story, it's so clear that you have so much pride and sort of where you've come from and, and everywhere you've been along the way and where you are now. You've also alluded to a, a little a little bit, but I'm sure there's been so much challenge and, and hardship on that journey. What would you want to say to someone that is at that sort of stage as you've been so many times in the past? Uh, what would you want to what would you want to tell them if they were listening? That's a great question. And uh, many times I'll admit that I asked this question myself or to, my, uh, to, to the people that I had around. Uh, what I would say now going back, if I had the opportunity to go back when I was 17 years old and you know, I was new uh, to traveling and uh, visiting places is uh, work hard, uh, stay concentrated 
and uh, uh, integrate and uh, uh, have your mentors. Uh, in, I have been very lucky in every country that I traveled, uh, you know, in Greece, I went to school. I remember at the time uh, uh, the Oxford University had a branch in uh, Athens and uh, I, I didn't care I, how much it costed. I just wanted to go there. It was just, just a dream uh, because before that I was like going through, um, I remember going through, uh, when I would travel through a bus station, I'll find the flyer in English and I'll go home and translate it. Didn't have any money to buy books or anything. You know, it was just the craziest thing. And going from there, to a college, to a reputable college like that, for me, it was, you know, unique. It was, uh, I, I felt the, the hard work is paying off. I'd say that uh, it, it, stay concentrated. Uh, it, there is never a shortcut, unfortunately. You have to work hard. You have to make sure that you, you do your homework. You have to make sure that every day you put the same effort. And uh, please, please stay concentrated in your mentors, in your teachers. Hear their advice. They want you to succeed. They want you to progress. Make sure that, uh, you know, you listen to these experiences because there are unique experiences. Maybe some professors have been through that. And uh, wherever I have been, I have offered this. In, uh, I did this in uh, the University of Padova at Ohio State. I always offered to whatever I could, uh, you know, um, to whatever contribution I could become part of to encourage uh, it's all about uh, you know we are the masters of our destiny we, we 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 shape we craft our destiny right if we put the hard work and if we stay concentrated and if we listen to the advice of our loved people there is uh, there is no way that you are not going to succeed what do you find unique about the united states in terms of you've lived several different places what what do you find unique about the u.s well, uh, United States is a very unique country that represents a lot of opportunities. And uh, what I uh, love about United States, and it's unique in every country, is that, uh, you know, starting from that expression when they say Rome was not built in one day, right? Uh, every time you do one step and another step, you have built something. It's, uh, it, you don't shift backwards. Um, uh, the meritocracy in other countries as I traveled is not as, um, as um, uh, uh, let's say, as um, well cultivated. You know, you, you have to work harder. There are, you know, other challenges that might fall into the way. Uh, you might have to expect for your turn. In United States, the beauty is that, uh, for example, I'm just going to take a very simple example here. I remember people uh, coming here 10 years before me, right? They were, I thought they had achieved, you know, lots of, uh, a lot personally. And then uh, to me, it seemed impossible at the time, right? And then as I, you know, became part of that culture, as I worked hard, as I, you know, uh, had my mentors and I was uh, listening to their advice, uh, I saw it's possible. And that is a very, a very, very good fact for immigrants because you are expecting results. And, and, and even if you work a little bit harder, you don't mind. But when you see these, uh, these bricks going one by one uh, over each other, you see progress. And, and that's very unique about the United States. It's, it's very unique. So you, you, I love that, but I also am curious, you talked about that you saw 
people who had, so 10, sort of 10 years before you arrived, you had right. seen individuals. How much did sort of seeing their stories define or motivate you to get there? I, I think that's really interesting, especially in sort of our social media age where in any given moment, you could see what's going on anywhere in the world. Uh, how much did that impact you, would you say? Well, that's an interesting fact, because when you take an individual, so this is something I'm going to go a little bit more in, uh, in detail here about um, uh, my experience, but uh, immigration in general. So uh, we, we have our own, um, you know, uh, ways of measurement, right? Uh, for some people it might be a car, a house, or some, for me, it's going to the best school, right? And um, when I saw this, for example, if I see uh, how much this has happened with uh, my friends in Europe, uh, and how much this has happened in the United States, there is, a, uh, there is a difference. So they have had much more opportunity in the United States. Uh, they work, absolutely, they work harder. They paid more or uh, whatever other challenges were there, but uh, they had more opportunity in the United States. More after the break. I really loved my conversation with Genti, and I know they say that after every conversation, but the truth is every time I ask the question to my guests on the podcast this far, I feel like I'm taken to a place that I've not been before, or there are thoughts popping into my mind that I've never really thought of. And most importantly, I think just a new perspective that I'm able to then draw from in my future interactions with, with different people. And it's, it's just been such a wonderful experience to be able to hear all of these different voices and opinions. And I think Genti's particularly was interesting to me because it, it reminded me a lot of different aspects of my dad's immigrant experience to the United States and some of the stories he's told me along the way. And um, one that particularly stood out was Genti talked a lot about how um, sort of immigrants or individuals who, who want to immigrate to the U.S., often look at the U.S. as a place of hope and possibility and um, if they work hard every single day, they, they can sort of get there. And then once they're there, they have, they have to continue to, to persist and to work hard. And um, it, it made me remember uh, the, the story my dad told uh, me and my siblings growing up about how he came to the United States was uh, that he wanted to come to the U.S. to get his Ph.D. And he needed um, to be accepted into a particular program. And at the time there was the diversity lotto in the United States and he had had this scholarship to go to a top university for a PhD program and he needed this visa. And he said he would go every single day and, um, and sit at the, the U.S. embassy and, um, you know, <laughs> say I'm here, I, I want this visa. And, and he said he did it for months and months and months. 
you know, my, my dad has a tendency to embellish stories a little bit. Uh, that's kind of his storytelling style. But, um, but I think just the general concept of um, persistence and, and holding on to this belief and possibility is something that makes the journey of the immigrant to the United States um, so interesting and unique. Genty talked a lot too about freedom having had to leave a place where there was a lot of civil unrest. Again, that's something my dad said a lot to me. Uh, he left a country that also was going through a lot of civil unrest um, and really a, a domestic war. And um, he, he's always said to me, uh, the United States is, is the best country in the world because there is freedom. And um, I, I just, I, I felt a lot of that same sentiment coming from Genty. Uh, another point that I thought was kind of interesting was, and, and something I really haven't thought of that much, but Genty's journey to the United States was not his first time experiencing immigration. He had moved to um, several other places before actually settling in the U.S. And then even Within the U.S., he he's lived in, in multiple cities and sort of every time he, he talked about taking very seriously um, assimilating to the, the local culture and customs and, and also learning the local language and how he really wanted to quickly make sure that he was doing that. And it just sort of made me think about how frequently we probably meet someone that immigrated to the U.S. and probably haven't considered the fact that they've, this might not be that first time that they've had to leave home. Uh, maybe this is, this is the tail end of a long journey of leaving home. And I, I just sort of, it really opened my mind to um, how important it is for us to just be very patient with, with people who are, are so far away from home and, and trying to make a new home. And I think um, when I was growing up, I remember uh, my mom would oftentimes pronounce words incorrectly. My, my favorite one is the word butter. Uh, for some reason, butter, so butter as in the thing that you eat that you keep in the fridge, you put it on toast, she would always say butter, butter. And um, I remember one of, one of my siblings at school uh, called it butter because that's how our mother says it, and the teacher w was like, "That's not that's not how you pronounce that word." And you know, it, it's it's just again, sort of we've touched on this in other episodes, but just remembering to sort of be patient and um, meet people where they are, and 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 maybe understand that that might be where they are might be because of a lot of effort to get there and. Um, so I, I think Genty talked a lot about different experiences he had where, um, you know, people maybe made him feel bad or, you know, he also talked about times where they, they also were, were very positive and supportive. Um, I, I think the last point I really want to make is um, Genty brought up the concept of survival and how a lot of immigrants are, are sort of in survival mode. Like, I, I have to be successful because I have no other option, especially when they're leaving countries that are um, 
that are going under civil unrest, war, uh, just countries where they really can't go back. And um, it, it got me thinking about sort of the survival mentality of the children of these immigrants. And that, that's something that uh, I, I've struggled with a bit because I think, you know, when your parents uh, fled a country because of uh, direct threats to their life, and now you're living in, you know, s suburban, a, a suburban area in the United States that, you know, maybe you don't have that threat every day. Um, but if if that's the mindset, it, it can it can be kind of challenging. And and I think of a story once. Um, I remember I wanted to go to the mall with my friends when I was a teenager, and um, I remember kind of going to my mom. Hey, the the, the fr my friends are going to the mall. I'd like to go with them. And she said, Well, I have to come with you. And I was like, You know, mom, I I think I I can go with them you know, by myself, I, I have a cell phone. I, and, and I really kind of wanted that autonomy and independence. And she looked at me and said, well, what if there's a bombing? And I, I was like, what? Like, how, how did we go from, can I go to the mall with my friends to what if there's a bombing? And I sort of, at that time, I, I just thought it was so extreme. Um, I mean, since then, uh, the, the gun violence in the United States has gone up so much. In some ways, my mom probably was uh, not too far off. But at that time, that was really not the norm. And I just remember thinking, you know, this is insane. Um, but, you know, as I've reflected on on experiences like that um, over the last couple of years, I've really explored a lot more of, of my identity. I realized that she was genuinely probably coming from a place of concern. And um, that is sort of the reality that that she had experienced. Um, so I, I want to plug a Instagram page that my younger sister actually shared with me that has been really helpful. It's um, at Brown Girl Therapy, and it is sort of the first... Um, page or movement that is entirely focused on um, mental health for children of immigrants. So um, I really encourage anyone that is sort of curious about this topic or has had experiences like we've talked about, uh, check out this page, a lot of great content. Um, and you should also, if you can, support her um, she, she has a link there for donations because she's doing a lot of this um, uh, for, for free. So with that said, um, I think in, in final wrap up, I, I want to just talk again about how Genty really talked about the United States being a land of opportunity. That's why this episode is called Land of Opportunity, because I really believe that that is a big um, pull factor for so many people around the world who want to come to the United States. And those of us that are so lucky to have been born in a land of opportunity um, need to not ever take it for granted. All right, over to you, Natalia. Hi, everyone. This is Natalia, and I'm here with another fact check. So today, I don't have that many, but we'll just get right into it. 
So the first one is about Albania and the 1997 civil unrest that Genti had mentioned. So Genti had explained that his family immigrated from Albania to Greece for economic reasons. And I wanted to give more background about what was happening in Albania at the time. So in 1997, Albania broke out into a civil war or I've seen on other sites, they've called it also like a rebellion. It lasted six months, three weeks and five days. And there's multiple factors that led to this, but essentially it ended up in the government actually arming civilians and the UN authorized 7,000 troops to restore order to Albania. And there was multiple efforts for different countries to evacuate their own citizens from Albania. So that's a little bit more context on the, on the situation Genti was leaving with his family for a better future in Greece. So that is it for this fact check, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. If you loved the stories and conversations on Belong in the USA as much as I did, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share this episode. But also check us out on Instagram at Belong in USA. Until next time, this is Sabrina signing off.